Oh yeah, we're back. Oh, the draft boys. Yes. Welcome to a special, special bonus episode of the draft boys this week. The games haven't been playing, but the boys are still here. We're over Zoom and you got Miley G and Hito in the house today coming to you with special content. How are you doing, Milo? Yeah, I'm very good. Unfortunately, we're back on Zoom, but you know, you got to do what you got to do these days. You just got to get the content out there. That's it, no matter how it sounds. So usually we're in this uh, plush studio, you know, around, you know, in a secret location, <laughs> but we're on the interwebs today. Yeah, mate, we would just fucking stitch together voice memos if we had to, to just get the shit out there, you know? We would actually, especially yeah. with the amount of voice messages we send each other. We could, <laughs> we could actually do a podcast with that. Oh my God, it'd be just chaos, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be pretty R-rated though. So. <laughs> yeah, a little sexual maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, wow, um, I'm really glad that we're here. Um, yeah, mate, talk me through. You had the idea for this pod today. Give us a bit of a rundown. Yeah, well, I wanted to get some sort of content out and we were debating on what type of thing, like a summary of the players that have performed well so far or just do something FPL related. And then I thought, let's just throw it out to the fans. So you probably saw on the socials, um, you know, we asked for your questions and we ended up just getting flooded with a bunch of cool questions. And I thought, why don't we just make this a fan podcast and we'll just answer all the questions 100% love it so I know I've sent you a few over the last couple of days um just to get your head around a couple of yeah prepped me a little bit I wanted you to get some stats you know because you're our resident stat (laughs) (laughs) exactly and you're gonna throw a few unknown ones my way as well yeah there'll be a couple of questions that I just haven't shown you yet so yeah let's just get stuck into it let's do it mate let's do it fire at me all right all right well all right, so the first question comes from Viren. Um, you know Viren, like long time. Yeah. Well, actually, Viren. he's not long time fan, but he's yeah, he's a, he's a new dedicated fan, and he just wanted to know what our thoughts were with uh, the Premier League cancelling their games last weekend. You know, he was a bit disappointed that you know he was thinking that the Queen would probably like you know the the minute of silence and the atmosphere that it would have created, but. What do you reckon? How did you feel last weekend? Mate, I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed. Sorry to our UK viewers out there. I don't really give a shit about the Queen. <laughs> I want yeah. football. <laughs> I want yeah. my football. Well, I am a bit of a monarchist. Like, I do like the ro- the royals. Uh, okay, I, I like the Queen. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm like Queenie. Queenie. Actually, yeah. I think yeah. she was so cute and, you know, rest in peace and such an amazing life that she lived. Um, and I, I do agree with Viren as well, um, but I do think that we will get that minute of silence and the atmosphere will be pretty pumping this weekend when games get back on. And I was disappointed, but I understand that, you know, the life that she lives probably, you know, dignified a, a weekend off footy. Yeah, I agree too. The only thing that I heard that was a good point was that they're going to do like the armbands and probably the minute silence like next week anyway. Anyway, yeah. So it's like you just delayed it for no reason. But, you know, well, it is what it is. It was decision that it was. Just the fixture congestion, you know, congestion is going to be cooked more so than ever. I know. Watch out for those double game weeks that will be coming like pretty soon, eh? Yeah. Well, maybe sooner be. than usually. 
Yeah, well, at least we had Champions League games overnight. You know, Liverpool finally got a, a win under their under their belts, which was nice. They did, and Matip owners would be pretty excited with that with that goal that he scored. Yeah, Salah owners too, mate. Salah owners. I look. I didn't want to bring it up being one myself. I'm not like Whitey. <laughs> you know, I don't like to toot my own drum. <laughs> Your horn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, horn. Yeah. Sorry. I have been drinking. I love that. Of course. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's fair enough. Like very mixed uh, feelings from Viren, you know, and us as well, mate. So yeah, it yeah. is what it is. There's not much we can do. At least it's hopefully it's only one week. Unfortunately, a few games are postponed this weekend because of policing, I think. Yeah, I so, hope that too. You know, we're going to miss out on the Chelsea-Liverpool game. I know, I know. But I'm borderline a bit excited that Potter has a bit more time to prepare for that game. Yeah. Massive fixture. And for that to be his first game, it would be it would be quite difficult. So That would have been spicy, man. Like <laughs> yeah. the fact that, you know, we're not looking amazing. You've got a new manager. Like who knows what would have happened. I know. It could be like 4-3 either way. Yeah. It could have been just <laughs> crazy. Who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. All right. So I want to move on. Um, we got a... We we got a question from Stub Snaps. He's um first first question he's actually sent us. So it was pretty cool to hear from him. And he wants to know who's the greatest Australian football player ever. Yeah, it's a good question. That's one that you prepped me for because I needed to have a little look at some stuff and just remind myself of who we've had over the years. You know, I know it was a bit like that when I saw that. I had some flashbacks of a couple of World Cups and, um, yeah, just seeing a couple of players in the Premier League. But, but I'm, I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, how about I throw out a couple? Like I found a, a article online that gave the top ten. So okay. this will at least just give some names out there for us to talk about. To be honest, there's a couple there I don't know because I'm probably not old enough. Okay. But yep. Tony Vidmar. Oh, don't Vidmar. know who he is. Yeah. Maybe he was like in that 06 World Cup campaign, maybe. I think he was a little bit earlier than that. A bit earlier? Really? Yeah. Think, but yeah. But he's on this list. Well. And then we've got Johnny Warren, who's an older boy. Mm. Um, I know the name, but I don't know a lot about him, to be honest, from back in the day. And then we get into kind of our era a bit more. We've got Lucas Neal, played for Everton. I think he played for like. Uh, or Blackburn, it got a few Premier League minutes. Mm. Mark Bresciano, kind of defensive midfielder. He was such a tank, like, and he actually had really good um, ball movement as well. He did. He was a good, good player on the ball, a bit of a creative kind of deep, deep lying midfielder. Got Brett Emerton as well. Emerton. Yedinak, who was at Palace. Here we go. We're starting to get into it. Yeah. Schwarzer, good old OG keeper. Oh, yeah. Um, Timmy Cahill. Wow. Mark Viduka and Harry Kuehl, the sexy Harry Kuehl. Wow. I, I mean, think it's a pretty good shortlist, really. It's pretty good. I'd say that there could be a couple of names like, what about Bozza, you know? Oh, Bozza. Coke, Mark Coke, Bosnich. Coke Bozza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's had some some days. Yeah, hasn't he? goalkeeper. He played a few little bit for Man United, but had a bit of a partying background. <laughs> yes. He's now on all league. our Optus on all our Optus sport coverage and yeah stuff like that. I've actually spoken to him. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, you know, I used to do a little bit of work in the media and stuff. And this one, 
in the toilets? Is that what you meant? Nah, nah, nah. I wasn't lucky enough to um to <laughs> <laughs> nah, just jokes. But um yeah, I was just working, you know, um, and I had to get a bit of a summary of the game for him for one of the newspapers that I was at. And oh, I had to give go. him a call like five minutes before before the night the game was over and just get his like player ratings. Yeah. And, um yeah, it was it was pretty funny. That's so good, mate. Well, from that list, is there anyone that really stands out to you as our all-time? Mate, I've literally got one answer for this all day of the week. Mark Schwarzer, I think that he's just such a legend of Australian football. You know, he still is is doing, you know, football for Optus Sport and in the Premier League. Like, he's just such a, a great uh, resource and his playing career just speaks for itself. And for him to end up at Chelsea, which is, you know, as the viewers know, listeners, that's my team. And it was just so awesome. Um, as a high earning third keeper or whatever, he would have been paid to sit on the bench. What a life. It was so good for him. I was so happy that Chelsea can just set him up for the rest of his life. Just like <laughs> we've done so many other uh, people. Bought his holiday house for him probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mate, that's a good one. You know, 210 career clean sheets. 109 caps for Australia, the most capped Australian, pretty amazing career. The only one for me that stands out, and there's a lot of reasons to love him, but it could be the goal celebrations, it could be the goals themselves, but our boy Timmy Cahill. Yeah, man, I'm so glad you said this. Can't can't not look at him. He's actually scored less goals than I thought he would have. In 555 games, only 141 goals, 49 assists, but you know, the celebrations make up for it. A hundred percent. And, you know, he's got 50 international goals in 108 appearances. Like that's a pretty awesome return. That's decent. Yeah. I'll never forget the volley against the Netherlands. Um, that, was, that was in South Africa World Cup? I think no, so. Brazil. That was oh, in Brazil. Brazil, Brazil yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. was, was that a game that we watched in the Crowy together, the Crow's Nest Hotel? Probably. I think I remember was. watching that out. And celebrating hard, like it was a good, yeah. It was, it was coming amazing. down from the ceiling for the rest of the the night. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it was know? so good. It was so good. The only thing I would also just say as well, I didn't realize this, that um, Millwall um, got Cahill on a free transfer originally, and then Everton only paid one and a half mil for him. Wow, what? A How bonus. good is the value for that? Like. You know, the goals and the amount of appearances he made for them for one and a half mil back in 04, but still, that's amazing. Still, yeah. Yeah, pretty incredible. All right. Um, well, um, thanks for the question, Stubbs. Like that, yeah, great um, question, mate. That actually, you know, that threw back the years. Um, our next question comes from, actually, he um, he plays fantasy football with us. He's in our league. Um, can't get away from it. Bobby Bantz. I, I did the post and and he came through with a killer question and I couldn't I couldn't avoid asking you because you actually um you actually come into this question quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I do, I know, do. What's a bigger disappointment? The second year that Bamford came into the game or the second year for Mishu? So our, yes. to our new uh, fantasy players, Mishu, if you don't remember him, he was the golden child of Swansea. He had a killer year in fantasy where he scored like ridiculous, like way over 200. 
And um, I'm pretty sure you had both of these players. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I had the good year of Mishu and I had the bad year of Paddy B. So I might be a little bit biased, but what's really interesting when you look at the year where they absolutely killed it and then the year after, it's actually very comparable between the two of them. Okay. So Mishu in 13-14, he had 17 appearances, two goals, two, two assists. Okay. The whole season was played with injury. And Paddy B's season last year, which was his second year in the in the Prem, he had 11 appearances, two goals, two, two assists. So a few less games, but equally equal return in terms of goals and assists. And the and the years that they killed it, the seasons prior, mm. um, Paddy B with 38 games, 17 goals, eight assists. Wow, Mishu with 35 games, 18 goals, and three assists. Okay. All right. So very similar, very similar. After listening to those stats, you'd have to say that probably Paddy B because look at all of those extra assists he's got, Mm. you know, like he's also creative, not just a goal scorer and you're missing out on all of those assists. Yeah. One less goal, but three assists. I think Mishu was a midfielder as well, maybe. So that might've been a slight difference there. That's true. Mishu killed it. So Mishu had like a great season the year before in the Liga. Um, got about 16 goals, I think it was. Then came into the Prem, absolutely smashed it. Um, mm. And then the year after, yeah, just really kind of went on downhill. Um, so that was a bit of an interesting one. Mm. But, yeah, I think from – it's really hard to tell. It's very similar. Um I think the disappointment is is Mishu because then it just never came back. We know the story. He's retired now. It never came back. He left Swansea, mm. kind of was over-indexing for a shit team, and then he went back to Spain and retired. But Paddy B has such a brighter future. So, All right, let's hope that Paddy B can um, get over all of these little niggles that he's been having and he can get back to the form that he had a couple of years ago because that was killer. I had him that year and, like, I texted him every week on on Instagram. Like when he scored, I was like, thanks, bro. Like, thanks. I know you're doing it for me. Like, hoping to get a response. Never got one, but... One day. One day. One day. One day. Mate, you got to show him that you still love him, even though he's not killing it. Maybe that's for you how you'll break that's through. It. That's it. All right. I'll do that. Um, look, I'm really, really excited for this next question because it comes from probably our longest listening fan. He was... I think he was one of the first people that listened to our podcast like way back a couple of years ago. And yeah, I posted that thing and he sent me five questions. Oh, five questions. Let's yeah. Go. And they're just such an awesome set of questions. And I think the listeners are really going to like it. And they're, they're a bit quick fiery, but you know, there's, there's yeah, let's do it. Little ones. So first one, he goes, if you had to take a replay of one game to a proverbial desert island, which one would it be? Oh, so the one game for the rest of your life kind of scenario. You have to watch. And he actually, he actually, like, I asked him to answer the questions because I was like, look, I want to know your answers as well. So for him, it's Brazil versus Germany in the 2014 World Cup where Germany beat them uh, 7-1. Oh, wow. That was a crazy game. That was insane. I yeah. remember doing I the ironing in the morning and, like, watching that, being like, what? Dude, that was mental. It just kept 
they just kept scoring. It was crazy. Oh. Yeah, that was a mental game. Well, mate, the first one that comes to my mind is Liverpool 4, Barcelona 0. Wow. Yeah, that leg. Yeah, the Champions League comeback. Like, I will just sometimes just come across it on YouTube every now and again, and I'll just watch, like, the highlights and the goals or or the aftermath celebrations. Like, Oh, my God. Trent, that game? Mate, it just stirred. And the fact that all the players that were missing, Salah wasn't playing. Yeah, Origi with a brace? Yeah, Origi with a goal, Genie with a brace. Oh, and then, um Who got the other goal? I can't remember now. I'm blanking. But, yeah, absolutely mental. How about you? Got a goal or something. Um, mate, when I saw this question, I... I've been asked this question before in a similar way, and it's just got to be 2012 Champions League final. Yeah. Like, that game for Chelsea to beat Bayern in their backyard, you know, and everything that happened, like, I think Muller scored pretty late to go 1-0, and then Drogba, like, scored that ridiculous header from a matter cross from the corner and just finds the top bins like and it was insane because I remember I was in bed watching the game and I was a bit drowsy drowsy and as soon as Muller scored I was like okay that's game over and then drog scores and I like jump out of bed and I'm like running around my house (laughs) and then like a couple of minutes later it seemed Drogba gives away that penalty and I'm like oh my god and Robin misses the penalty like Chet saves yeah. it. And then, That's yeah, we, we go to the penalty shootout and, like, I think Schweinsteiger hit the post and Czech made, like, two saves. Um, so, yeah, and Drogba just scoring that goal. Yeah. Mate, classic. You can't you can't not remember the, the ones that lead to wins or are a win. Yeah. Himself. But, yeah, but you were right as well. I just remember while you were talking that Ariki did have a double in that game. So it's two doubles. Yeah, he played so well, I remember. It actually oh, that played... corner. Yeah, oh, my God, that Trent, like, so clever. Um, This one actually leads, that, that question leads to the next one. He goes, right now, if you could add one player from your club's past when he was at his peak and swap him out, who would it be and who would you swap out? For him, he's a Spurs fan and he couldn't pick between like peak Modric or, or peak Bale and he'd swap um, Hoiberg and Sessegnon for them. I'm surprised he's gone Hoiberg. I think Hoiberg's great. He is pretty good, yeah. Like there could be a couple of other defensive midfielders that he could have got rid of maybe, but mm-hmm. at the moment maybe maybe Hoiberg. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know that he went for Hoiberg. Yeah. But anyway, they're amazing peak players. They were just crazy. Yeah, insane. What would it be for you with supporting Liverpool? Well, the first one, it's kind of a bit of a cop-out, but it's got to be Stevie G. Stevie, Stevie G. The fact that we're missing a midfielder right now, it's the only position that I really think we need for improvement. Mm. And imagine like Stevie G, Thiago and Fabinho. Oh, my God. Stevie G would be a perfect clock player, add the goals as well as the hardworking midfielder. He definitely he would, would win a Premier League with that team. Oh, 100%. He'd be game-changing. Um, <laughs> and that's easy. We can just get rid of some of our shit injured midfielders. Yeah. The other one that came to mind, but it was really hard to pick who to drop, was Peak Suarez. 
Peak Suarez, yeah. So do you reckon, actually, I'd like to ask you a question now. Do you think Peak Suarez was better than Peak Torres? Uh, yes. Yeah? I he think was he was. Him. I think he did it. I don't actually have the stats in front of me, but I think he did it for more seasons. Okay. I just um, But they only had Torres. about three years each, so they're probably going to be pretty similar. But I just think um, Suarez... Just did he didn't need a good team around him. He did it all on his own. Whereas Torres had Gerard basically playing as a 10 behind him. Yeah. Um, I just think Peak Suarez. Gerard, yeah. I love Torres. Like he was like one of my first loves playing football. Yeah. Um, I just like got an absolute man crush on him. So it's very hard to ask that. They're both different. But I think you have to pick Suarez, but I don't know how that would impact Mo and the other front three, but could you imagine him just fucking chasing people down in the press? And Oh, my God. It would just be mental. It'd be mental. That'd be insane, yeah. Yeah. So how about you? Who would you pick? Look, uh, I actually, I was umming an R with two names for me. You know, like it was peak Drogba. Like I know we just mentioned him before, but he's, for me, he's just such a goat. Like yeah. some of the goals that he scored are so outrageous, like so the audacious likeness, <laughs> even if that's a word, like oh my. the things that he pulled off were absolutely insane. And I just don't think that there are many other strikers like yeah. that could be better than him on his day. Like to be fair, I think you have an easier job in this question too, because there's more replaceable names in your team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that actually leads like, and, and then Eden Hazard, I think, you know, for me, I've never seen someone control a ball as well as Hazard can control a ball and his finesse um, and, you know, just his creativity. Like it's just yeah. blows me away. I love watching highlights of him. Um, and for me, I would literally say replace anyone. I don't yeah. care if you replace yeah. our best player, which would probably be like Ster- Sterling or something. Either of the two of them would be amazing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I love that. His third question, he wants to know if Potter makes Christmas. He reckons uh, no. Oh, wow. I would say yes. No way. I think this is a potential change in how we view Chelsea and ownership. I think people are like, oh, he won't last. He's going to get judged. Like They keep forgetting that you've got new owners. Like It's, it's not the Roman. They've replaced everyone on the inside. Hmm. It's a different um, system. I don't. I would be shocked if he's gone even this season, unless they fucking get relegated for some reason. Yeah, for me, it's like if they lose like every game by Christmas, then yeah, maybe they might fire him. But no, I think that um, you're right. This is the project. It's a project. They're not looking for a win this year. It is, and you know, look. Graham Potter might be the next Alex Ferguson. You never know. Who knows, mate? Who knows? He's got a lot of um, people speak very highly of him. Hey, so the next question, um, as a Liverpool fan, he wants to know, does Salah score more or less than 15 goals this season? For him, Mm -hmm. he thinks less. Less. It's a tough number, that. Um, so this time last year, after six fixtures, he already had five goals. Um, so I don't think the slow starts necessarily like going to do him any hindrance. Um, but, and the season before that he had six goals after five games, which is pretty crazy. 
And he's just got one so far? Yeah, I think it's just one in the Prem. Let me have a quick look. I think it's one and about four assists, if I remember correctly. So two goals, two goals, two assists, apparently. Oh, really? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, two goals, two assists. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think oh, it's hard because I've got to have hope because he's my boy. Mm. I just don't think he drops off that bad. We looked a lot better in the Champions League game this morning. Like, I don't know if we'll hit crazy intensity and heights we did last year, but 15 goals. Um, yeah, I think it's doable. All he's yeah. got to do is score like a brace and a hattie, and that's five of them. Yeah, and we've still got so many games to go. Like, it's actually two goals, three assists. I think he'll get 15. He needs, yeah, he needs 13 more. He can do that. For sure. It's yeah. sad. Yeah, he'll definitely do it. I think it will come after like a million owners drop him in F, in, in the budget game. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's probably dropping him like. Which brings me to his final question. And it was like, it was like he was challenging us and he goes, is it possible to construct a team in budget FPL that could perhaps do okay for 50 million or less? And I'm going to answer this if you don't mind me. Go for it. I'll say we don't talk about budget on this podcast. We're a draft podcast. Damn so, right, Milo. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. So that question can get fucked. And <laughs> let's just move on from Richard. But thanks for the, the questions. Yeah, that's so good, Richard. Thank you, mate. <laughs> um, well, let me jump in, mate, and ask you one. This one you sent me. Okay. Um, so Jose D reached out to us. He was asking, is Sergio Gomez a good option? He covers both right back and left back for city mm. is he an option as a pickup yeah i've been i've been thinking about this and i think that if you're in those deeper leagues and you've just holding on to you know maybe one or two pretty dodgy defenders and you've got enough mids and forwards to cover you if he's available he could be a pickup especially walker has got a little bit of a niggle at the moment um, he's been out for a couple of game weeks. Um, and I know he is getting on a bit and, you know, Pep might just want to play like Cancelo and Gomez. Like that might be his long-term goal. And, you know, you might get rewarded if you, uh, if you have a spare spot and can hold him because I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Um, no, you have to have a very deep league for me to yeah. hold him because we saw how little game time Zinchenko got. And he's probably a lot more proven and older than um, Sergio Gomez, who's quite young still. But I did have a quick look and he made 40 appearances last year and he scored six goals. So for a defender, um, six goals is actually not too bad. Um, And he's probably going to come to a team where they hold the ball a lot more than where he was at. And they're, they're, they're kind of deeper players, especially on the wings. Um, are actually going to get forward a lot more. So I'm actually quite, uh, if you're in a 10-man league, Jose, I would try and maybe do it. You know, yeah. if you've got someone to drop and you can just see how the next 10 weeks go with him, why not? Yeah, that's fair. Very fair. Let's do the next one, mate. What's the next question? Um, next question is actually from Southie. So Ah, Southie. Southie, Southie, Southie. Now, for, uh, for people that don't know, um, Southie got in contact with us pre-season, couldn't, couldn't do her uh, draft. So I volunteered to do the draft for her. 
and we're um we're keeping you updated with how her how she's going with the progress and she just said like you know she ended up with a bamiang in the waiver wire because you know the team that i drafted for her it hasn't performed fantastically so far she's got a couple of wins on the trot but she just wants to know was it a good idea i think she wants a bit of reassurance she dropped adams for him i think that's fair like obviously there's a lot of uncertainty around Potter coming in and what he's going to do with his forwards. But I think you have to take that pump with him available because mm. if he does play, he's going to be very likely decent. Yeah. If he gets the minutes, we've seen how lethal a Bamian can be. And we spoke right in our last pod, how he had some really good stats from last year. So he's not out of form or anything. Mm. And Adams, like he came on and got that double like four game weeks ago and he's played the last three games, but, Man, like Southampton just don't score a lot of goals. Like, I think it's worth the risk, regardless of how many more Che Adams could get. Me too. And um, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think there's nothing more to say on that. And it actually brings us to our next question from, from Jimmy Weggs, actually. I've been talking to Jimmy a bit online, um, been helping him with his team and, you know, just, just chatting. Sometimes helping someone with their team is just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he he saw our Instagram post about Diego Costa coming back to the Prem. Yeah. You know, as a Chelsea fan, you know, it kind of gives me tingles. Yeah. I know tingles of, uh, you know, reminiscent of that crazy season he had. Yeah. Um, for, he was cooked for three years. He scored 20 goals, 12 goals and 20 goals. It That's, was mental at that Chelsea. Is- it is really good return, especially when we have struggled um, with that striker position since, you know, Drogba left and stuff. So he wants to know, is Diego Costa a pickup? And his strikers at the moment are Abamyang, Jota and Wilson. Oh, no way, mate. No way. No. No. To be honest, I'm going to say no way on Diego Costa. Full stop. Since he yeah. Since he left Chelsea, he's he was dog shit at Atletico Madrid. Mm. He was dog shit at Atletico Mineiro at um whatever the hell that is. Um in Brazil. In Brazil. And then he was in very Serie A. He must have been on loan or something. Scored four goals in 15 games. Like, I don't know. Like he's not can't be written off completely, but fuck, you'd have to have no striker options. You'd be a deep league to take the punt. Like, no way would. I recommend for Jimmy to to drop any of those three. Yeah. And the only thing I'll say is it looks like he's towards the bottom of his league because he's been able to pick up a Bamiyang. So mm. he might, you know, be building a team at the moment and you still might have one of the first waiver wires coming up. So what I'd probably say is let's just hold off, see if he gets some starts, see if he gets a goal and, just keep an eye on Wilson because Wilson's made a glass. He's been injured so much of the last two years. Yeah. And with Isak coming in and looking really good, I do fear for Wilson's minutes. So it might be one just to keep an eye on to make that trade in the next couple of weeks if if it's if there's reason to do so. Yeah. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good one. Good question. Thanks, Jimmy. And I think I sent you one from from the Banter Boys, actually. Did yeah, you, you did. Get that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw that one. So 
given the they're asking given the blank game week uh, for some teams this coming week, what assets can you risk dropping, especially for head-to-head players? So obviously, there's a lot of consideration going who you up against um, to win that particular head-to-head. It's a tough dilemma. This is actually a really, really tough question. And I did ask him to send me his um, his team so yeah. I could kind of, you know, make suggestions with that. But I haven't got that yet. But I thought the way we could answer this question were which, which teams have a buy this week? So we know that Chelsea and Liverpool have buys. Yeah. So then- we've got Chelsea, Liverpool, we've got Brighton, United. Leeds and Palace. Hmm. So my theory is not many people have Palace assets. And if you have Palace assets besides from, say, Eze and Zaha, you could probably punt all the other ones and just pick up, you know, some playing players um, in good form um, just to to win your head-to-head matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think United assets, I think that there's only really, what is it? Probably four that I'd really want right now, which would be Rashford, Sancho, um, Anthony and, um, Fernandez. Yeah. I think you could probably punt all the other ones besides keeping Dallow. I think Dallow could be a nice attacking defender for the year. So they've also got city in their next game. So yeah, you're going to like be able to keep them out for two fixtures. Yeah. But then the other four teams for me, like all of the actual assets, like even with Brighton, like McAllister and, um, you know, Gross, you know, Trossard, like you're just not dropping any of them. And Brighton's defence still can be a pickup. So, yeah, I think you've got to wait and see what happens with the effect of Potter leaving. Um Mm. I'd want to wait and hold. They do have tough fixtures with Liverpool and Spurs after the blank week. Yeah. So if you've got someone who's a bit average, like you've got that midfielder, it's like Casado or however you say it. Yeah, um, Casado, if, yeah. If, if you've got like a weak asset or your defenders are just absolutely cooked and you've got one of them and there's a few others that are on the waiver so you know you can pick them back up later. Mm. I think you could maybe make a move and now that they've lost this fixture against Palace, maybe drop a defender if there's an option to get him again. But yes, you're not going to drop Trossard or McAllister just yet. Yeah. I think you just going to take the hit. You might just lose this week, but you can't sacrifice long-term just, especially if you're going to lose them on the waiver next week. Yeah. And if you're playing um, overall, not head-to-head, I don't think that you can drop any strong assets at all. I think no. that long-term game is is pretty much favoured in this scenario. 100%. 100%. So that's um, the second part to that question too. They asked, which injured assets can we start um, stacking given the international breaks coming? Ah, I love doing this. Like, I feel like I've done this for the last couple of seasons quite well with like, I think I picked up, like an, an Iniacho just before he came back um, and then he went on fire. Um, and, yeah, I really love looking at this. So at the moment, I think we did a little bit of digging for this one and we can see that Wilson's injured, Bamford for the strikers, um, and DCL's about to come back as well. And he probably wouldn't be in many teams. Yeah. 
Um, so they all could be options if you've got room in your team and players that you can drop. Mm-hmm. And did you find any other ones? Yeah, so there's also um, Bruno Gomerej coming back from injury soon. Um, we still oh, got yeah. the injury weight um, note on him, but that could be one to keep an eye out for. Um, the other interesting one that I saw was um, Brooks from Bournemouth. Oh, I remember when he first came to the Prem. I, yeah. I actually had him and he was all right. Yeah, they're not doing too great, obviously, Bournemouth, but obviously it's hard when we look at just all the injured players. Like it's it's a bit tricky to know who's going to be free. Um, mm. But he's just lacking match fitness apparently at the moment. So we might see him come back in a few weeks and they've got a decent run of fixtures coming up. Brentford, Leicester, Fulham, Southampton. Um, That's an interesting one. I like that. Yeah. Um, it's hey, a big shout, but it's um it is a big shout, but if you're in a very yeah, if you're in a very deep league, you never know. You do. That's true. Hey, before we leave this, I just want to make a quick little side note. We had um we had our waiver wire last Friday, and I gotta say it cracked me up when you know, because I really wanted to pick up Mount because the Mount owner had dropped him. I couldn't believe that. I know, I was so surprised. Like I, I don't know where it came from, but I didn't know if anyone had seen it because he did it in the free agent pool, not in the wire the week before. And anyway, like someone picked him up ahead of me and I ended up getting Rodrigo because Whitey dropped him. He thought that that the thing was a bit long-term. And I think this, you know, with the injured asset, it's just such an interesting conversation um, because some Rodrigo might owners might've dropped him. Yeah, well, it's meant to be due back soon, so we never and know. This whole thing with the Queen passing away and all of these delays, um, he's not going to really miss many games that it was a no. thought. So if he can keep the fire that he had, I think Whitey's going to be pretty devo. Yeah, I know. He definitely is, and it's going to be funny to watch. It's going to be so funny. Um, all right, let's move on from that. Um I really like this question. I did send it to you because I wanted to, for you to start thinking about it before mm. tonight. And it's from Marco D and he just wants to know what have been some of the random draft picks in your league throughout the years. Oh, wow. Well, we reference a couple of them quite often. We do. We the do. Probably main one we reference all the time is Berahino in the third. That was so crazy when Whitey did it because I remember when he came to that decision that he was picking him up, he said it so confidently, like it was the greatest pickup and everyone just looked at him and just like cracked up. And I think that year he scored like two goals, like late in the season. Yeah. It was the worst, probably the worst pickup we've ever seen. Do you reckon it was the worst? Oh, just cause like there was not even like a, a level of, oh, it could be okay. Yeah, okay. Just because, like, there was no chance it was going to be good. <laughs> That's why I say that. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, a couple of years ago, we had Dallas in the third when the year after he 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 came on fire and when he was a defender but playing in the mid. Yeah. And then someone, you know, made that mistake of not knowing that the reason why he went so well was because he was a defender. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Bamford, so yeah, Bamford in the first, it was, yeah, guilty. I think it was, 
Yeah, that was you. And I want to defend you a little bit, even though I love giving you shit for it. It's like it had the potential to be amazing. And it was quite unfortunate that he got injured and things like that. And Leeds just played so well. And I know that you were last to pick and you just wanted a top striker, you know, and he looked like he could have been. Yeah, it was just that risk. It was only one season of form to go off, but you never know. Was, there was a level of risk there and unfortunately didn't pay off with the injury. But yeah. Yeah, I dug up a few other ones that were quite funny. Oh, um, tell me, tell me. So in 2020 and 21, 22, Greenwood got drafted. Wow. Controversial crazy. name now. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say that. I wanted to defame him. So in 2020, 2021, he got drafted in the fourth round. Wow. Like, had he, had he really performed the year before? Did he just have a fire end to the season or something? He must have. I can't, I can't remember exactly like how, I remember there was a stage where he had like a really awesome last few weeks. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, yeah, actually, you know what it was? It was the preseason Oh, the preseason. I think I remember, I remember him scoring like seven or eight goals or something mm-hmm. and everyone was going like nuts for him. Yeah, there was a lot of hype. But to go fourth round, that's pretty cooked. Yeah. That was that was mental. And then the year after, he went in the sixth round. So I don't know where the hell that came from, but... Yeah, crazy. That was pretty mental. Okay. Were there any others that you found? Um, Actually, I, just from memory, I, I can't remember. I think it was around... Probably the year before that, like 1920 or something. I think one of our, yeah, because he's a massive Chelsea fan and he picked up Pulisic in the second. And then I think he picks up Batshuayi in the fourth. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It must have been Pulley's first season. Yeah. He must have just been bought and like he was like, oh, Captain America's here to like save the day. <laughs> With his shield and. And um, here we Mishi, go. Mishi Batshuayi. Um, wow. That was, uh, that's a blunder if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on from that. So on to our final question. Um, it's from Aaron. Um, everyone knows Aaron on this pod if they've been listening this year. Um, he's got a wicked team. But he goes, in his league, they currently have first place that wins 200 bucks. Second gets their money back and last has to buy a pub feed for the boys. What extra prizes or punishment can you put in place to spice it up a bit? And look, just before you, I hear your answer, I'll just have to say, I think we are the absolute worst at this. We, all we do is we have like a hundred dollar entry and winner takes all. It's just brutal. Like if you win, you win like 700 bucks. So um, we don't do anything else, which we have. Loser, like, loser gets a toilet seat trophy. Oh, that's right. Loser does. Yeah. yeah. We just haven't seen it in a while because the same guy keeps winning it. But. Yeah, that's right. So I forgot about the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. the same so guy. Always... a toilet seat. We put a terrible toy poo on it and it's a wooden seat from Bunnings. And um, we do have a trophy that's like the size of like a massive TV. Um with our names engraved on it, which actually I should post up to our socials. So yeah, I'll post up the trophy so you guys. We'll get a photo of the toilet seat too. Of our owner can dig it out from storage wherever the hell yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah. Have you thought about any of this? 
Yeah, I've, I've actually seen a bit of content lately, which is perfect timing for this. I think first off, Aaron, you've got to up the money. That's not enough money. I want more than 200 bucks if I win. Yeah. You've got to up the buy-in. For sure. Like, because it's a whole year, you know, it's nine Sam, months. Yeah, nine months. I do like the buying the boys a pub feed. I love that. Um, yeah. I saw a similar one from actually for an NFL fantasy league where the winner gets a green jacket. So like you do in golf. Like the masters? Um, yeah, like the masters. Um, and you also have a celebratory meal for the winner. So he gets to wear his jacket and look all like spick. And Bro, I think that's just like the masters. They do that. Yeah, they must have got it from the golfing golfing yeah. world. I think we need to do that. We need to celebrate the winner more. Yeah, um, I like that. But also the funny thing they do at that dinner is the loser in the year had to go and get a calendar made with themselves in the calendar. So oh, And wow. they have to present it to everyone and give everyone a copy. So it was like just flip through of all the months with this person in it when they lost. Dude, that's so good. I think that's a hilarious punishment because it's like doable. It's not like too mental. You know, we love the mental ones, but. Yeah. And it'd be perfect just to like chuck up in your laundry or just somewhere yeah. random that, you know, it's not going to get in the way and just be like a hilarious picture every month. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like my brother's league, actually, he plays in a league with his mates and instead of money, they just buy the winner, the Jersey of their key player for that year. Right. So they actually get the the jersey of their like Kane or Salah or whoever they had. Yeah. Um, which I think that's kind of cool too. Oh, right. So even if it's a team that you don't support. Yeah. It's just like, who is your fantasy like MVP? That's pretty sick. Cause like, I mean, uh, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I do respect, you know, like just good players and stuff. Like I would and you get attached and you get attached to your fantasy guys. So you, yeah. you can find a way to love them, even though you might not support them. I know, because don't you reckon that sometimes there's just a fine line between supporting your club and supporting your fantasy team? Oh, 100% dude. It's a <laughs> conundrum all the time. Oh, it gets brutal sometimes, yeah. eh? Like when, you're, when your FPL player scores against your team, like oh. you kind of like look around the room and you're like borderline kind of fist bumping inside. But it's, like it's the weirdest feeling ever. You're just completely conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself, mate? Is there anything you can think of? Oh, man, it just actually makes me feel really disappointed that we don't have like a couple of these fun things. Like the toilet seat is so lame because whoever wins it just gets it and just puts it in their cupboard. Like I would love to to think about adding some of these to our league. Um, But I do actually really love the um, the pub dinner, Aaron. I reckon that's cool because. At the end of the day, you know, we all play FBL um, and it's for that social interaction as well. You know, it's about, you know, building a team, trying to beat your mates and have something to talk about, you know, whether it's, you know, at golf on Sunday morning or like at the pub during the week. So, yeah, I really like the even just that celebratory meal for the winner that that you saw online. Yeah, I like that. I think we should do that, too. Yeah, I like um, present the trophy and make it a big deal. This fantasy group as well, they fucking flew to like some resort. It was mental. Wow. Okay. They like flew to a resort and had a weekend away with the boys. That was pretty that was pretty OG. But okay. um relegation's a big topic. People have relegation. We've heard a few listeners bring it up this year that they relegate people from their league. Yeah. Um Tough but league. I, I think just like, yeah, definitely leaning into some spicy things for the loser to do that's 
uh, depends how savage your group of friends are um, <laughs> on what you think they will actually pull through and do. But I I've seen some fun things. Didn't last year we have someone write in about like they get a tattoo or something? Loser oh. has to get a tattoo. Do you remember that? It sounds roughly familiar, but oh, fuck, it's crazy if it is. Yeah, I'll have to dig that out and I'll I'll announce it on the next pod. But it was something really brutal. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, yeah, like that is mental. It, that is crazy to do, man. But yeah, there's so many fun things you can do. Whether it's just like yeah, then having to dress up like an idiot or do a challenge or be like the beer bitch for the draft the next day. Like next year, they have to like serve everyone drinks. Or yeah. um, I think you, and the, this whole league for us was inspired by the league TV show from yeah. the American football team. And they were fucking mental on that show. And they always absolutely rinsed the loser, the Sacco from the year before. So if you need some inspiration, I would recommend watching the league TV show. If you haven't seen it. I agree. I agree. And the, the final thing I'd like just to finish up on is I was talking to your brother. You just reminded me when you were talking and I'm not sure if he's told you, but They've made a new rule this season. So it's actually to, I, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's to spice it up a bit. So they're doing a redraft come January. Oh, wow. Have you heard this? That's crazy. So basically they're, um, sorry, I just got a message, but just real quick, they, um, they're doing a redraft in January and switching teams. And That's- they're, they're going to add, the points on so okay i've just lost hito <laughs> he's dropped out that's who messaged me before his battery dropped out but thanks everyone for listening i uh, hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next week peace Draft boys